Hey, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about action movies? I am, because after all, we are the watchers of movies. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, (laughs) we made it. We made it. Sam and I are both feeling a little bit of the uh, last night partying. So we're like, oh, thank God we're not doing a movie today and we're just chatting because we are both exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a wild night of partying. No, I didn't really party that hard. I mean, Mike and I hung out, but that like it wasn't a party, you know? Yeah, no, I mean. It was fun. It just wasn't a lot of people. No, no, no. It was a it was a COVID party. Uh, yeah, and I have a friend in from the other side of, of town, and we, you know, watched movies and we watched Star Trek Into Darkness or part of it anyway. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's that's a good the one. that's the one. Um, that's the second one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only movie that I've ever been even like remotely attracted to Benedict Cumberbatch in. Like, because I'm not really attracted to him, but there's something about his character that I'm like, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really see it. And I used to watch Sherlock with some friends and I had a friend who was like, she thought he was like super sexy. And you might not get this reference, but people listening probably will. But there's this episode of The Office where the secretary, Aaron, is waiting for Michael's like love interest to come holly and and holly comes up to the desk and aaron doesn't recognize her and she's like i'm sorry i can't talk to you right now i'm waiting for my boss's pretty girlfriend because she didn't think she was as pretty as everyone else did and uh, there's like a talking head where she's like i don't see it i just don't see it and that's how i feel i feel about benedict cumberbatch like i think he's a good actor but he's like he's not like what i would consider to be like a sexy actor (laughs) no and and same and that's why i say like into darkness is really the only movie where i was like okay i can kind of see this but everything i mean for the most part i would i would say like 90 percent of the time no (laughs) you know what i mean yeah like that little slim 10 percent where i'm like okay but like everything else i'm like "Mm, it's no i think his confidence and his acting ability are very captivating. Yeah. But if I was going to put up a photo of a famous person on my wall to like dress up my wall a little bit, I probably, it wouldn't be a picture of him. No, no. And I mean Mine... that with all due respect. Like, <laughs> I don't want him to get offended. I'm just saying he's not a pinup and that's okay. Uh, yeah. Who would yours be if you had to put a picture up of someone on your wall? Well, it would be you and McGregor. Okay, that's a good um, one. That hasn't changed since I was probably like, I don't know, 12, maybe. <laughs> nice, nice. I've always liked Hugh McGregor. I think he's very handsome. And he's, uh, he's aged, like he's handsome. I think he's as handsome now as he was when he was younger. And I think that yeah. that's not easy to accomplish sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I think he's, he's probably the most handsome actor in hollywood to me uh there are various ones but he's he's probably the most what who's yours um well 
I have Rob Lowe on my wall <laughs> because he has a picture with my cousin on there. But it's was only- this question just to sneak that in? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you accuse me of that? <laughs> I would. Not, I've never done anything like that in my life. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, but Emily said you can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> yes, Emily, you're right. She can't say that with a straight face. Um, so not, okay, um, disregarding actors who have taken a photo with your cousin. Wait, I, didn't, I didn't answer the question. That's what I'm saying. What's your actual answer? <laughs> oh, my actual answer. Um... I was going to say Idris Elba, but now I'm looking at my Funko Pop of Jeff Goldblum, and I got to say, I think it's going to be Jeff Goldblum. Really? Yeah. Nice. Jeff Goldblum has a charisma. He does. He's like, I I was going, I was, you know, the other day I had asked you if you, I was like, Jeff Goldblum, yay or nay, and you were like, yay. And um, and so I kind of went around and I asked a bunch of people and I was like, I was like, how do you feel about Jeff Goldblum? And, uh, and women and in general, women are like, yes, Jeff Goldblum. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah," because he's got like, he's got BDE, you know, and he's confident, he's charismatic and he's just like, he just seems like a chill dude, you know? Yeah. And he has a quirkiness that I think is very fun and that makes him more attractive as well because I don't think he takes himself serious too seriously. Yeah. He, yeah. And he seems very smart, which I really, I really like very smart yeah. people. And Have yeah, you seen so. Life According to Jeff Goldblum? No. Disney Plus? You, I think you'd like that show. It's like a documentary style series. Oh, I'll have to watch it. Yeah. I'll have to watch it's, it. I've seen the first episode. It was pretty fun. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So did you... Um, I don't know. Did you write down any tropes about that we were going to do for our mini topic? I did. So basically just bouncing off of our main topic of talking about action movies, we're just going to talk about tropes we like and dislike yeah. about action movies. Mm-hmm. So do you want to go first? Uh, sure. With one of yours or, yeah. Okay. My first one is the guy gets the girl in the end. First of <laughs> <Yeah>. all, <laughs> a woman is not a prize. <laughs> She's a person. Secondly, that's good. That's actually really, really <laughs> smart. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And it's like, and it's always like done in a way where it's like, if you do good, you get a woman at the end. And it's like, wh- what the hell? What kind of thinking is that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I've never actually, one of my tropes is along the same lines, but not quite as smart as yours. Um, mine was going to say like a, a super fast love story that's not believable yeah. and just thrown in there to, to have like maybe like some sex scenes or just a love story to like, I always call it like appealing to the women folk. Yeah. Like <laughs> women won't come see this movie unless we put in a love story. And, and so like, I don't, well, I don't mind a love story when it's, as you stated, where the woman is like a prize or you can tell that it's just sort of thrown in there. Uh, that's, I agree with you. That's bad. Not good. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's terrible. Is what it is. <laughs> it's really bad. And it's like, I think it's something that's becoming less and less as like time goes on, but so much time and so many movies have been made where the like hero gets like the girl in the end. And it's, 
it's gross. It's like really gross, you know? It's it's weird because it's like like in the movie Speed, they were kind of meta about it where they were like relationships born out of trauma rarely last. Yeah. And I like Speed. I think it's like I like the love story in Speed. It doesn't bother me at all, but I also like that they recognize the ridiculousness of it. Right. You right. know? And and the thing is most most action movies don't really recognize the ridiculousness of it so no i know yeah it's if it's done well like i mean romance is one as well because it's like first of all she's not a lot of the times like i think they use like a damsel in distress and um you know joan wilder was not a damsel in distress she could she was just as capable as as jack was so um wait in fact she was almost more capable yeah yeah she was pretty great. She got them out of some jams, you know. She did. Yeah. yeah she was pretty great. <laughs> I love Joan Wilder. <laughs> I love Romance of the Stone. Um, it was so fun. It's such a fun It was movie. such a fun, yeah. It was It was really fun. I love it. Um, so what's your next? What's yours? Do you have a next Well, one? mine is one that I feel like it's very common, so it's not going to be surprising, but it's just that the bad guys are always bad shots. You know, they can never <laughs> hit the target. Like how do you like get to your how do you get to your how do you get to your level of bad guyness not being able to take down enemies you know right right so, yeah yeah but I, it's like um well like in Tomb Raider when Matthias had like shot her dad mm-hmm, but then yeah. like <laughs> the dad was like still alive so we're like okay so why like if he's your if he's your sole enemy like if he's the one guy that's preventing you from doing all the bad shit that you want to do shoot the guy in the motherfucking head not the gut (laughs) you know like make sure that dude is dead and he's just like i shot your father and i killed him and i was like you sure (laughs) it's like he shot he shot his gun into the air and immediately turned around and was like nothing else to do here and left like just (laughs) i assume everything went according to plan (laughs) yeah yeah he was like no no darren i don't need you to check if he's dead or not thanks buddy let's let's just keep going yeah (laughs) i have i want to go to breakfast so let's just like y'all hungry i'm looking i'm thinking i want some eggs yeah (laughs) thanks guys (laughs) Yeah, really, really strange. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's bothersome because it's so obvious. And I know that the thing about the bad action movie trope is a lot of times it almost has to be that way. Yeah. But I wish they could do it in a more believable manner. Right. You right. know? I agree. Uh, yeah. So it's like it's like the bad guy like or the or the good guy finds out that the bad guy's been doing all this shit and the bad guy just stands there and like is like let me tell you in a 40 minute monologue why i did what i did and it's like and then like the hero's like gone like 20 minutes that, into the monologue and that they didn't was, even notice <laughs> that was my yeah. next trope that was my next trope since you i mean i'm gonna go twice in a row but you just said it and i was talking to mike <laughs> last night about bad movie tropes and he brought it up and I said, that's a really good one. And it's hesitation. Yeah. And it's just like you said, like, they never just, like, take action. They're always, like, monologuing or they're always, like, staring off into the void. And that gives the good guys enough time to, like, save the day, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. so, it's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, there's some movie, and of course I can't remember what it is, but 
there's some movie where the bad guy is like, I'm not going to talk like some idiot and tell you my plan. Instead, I'm just going to shoot you. And I can't remember what movie it is, but it was like very like self-aware. And yeah. it's, it's fine when it's like self-aware, but when it like, it does the whole thing where there's like the super long monologue and then you're just like, okay, we get it, you know? It's, yeah. So my next one is... um the ticking clock trope and I actually like this I think it's fun Mm -hmm. I know it's over the top and I don't care because I love like Mission Impossible style counting down to the last second and you're like you know things are gonna work out because it's like Mission Impossible at the same time you're like dude there's one second left on that bomb you better defuse it and you know and then they do the last second and it's like yes I like the like in, a, in addition to that, I really like the, like, red wire, blue wire discussion yeah. that always happens. Like, which one do I cut? And they always thankfully choose the right one, you know? <laughs> I like that I sort of tenseness as well. Hand, it goes hand in hand. I agree. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. I was reading, like, a thing online about bad movie tropes, and they were, like, ticking clock, and I was like, I like that trope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it adds, like, it's a thrilling aspect, you know? Like, yeah. I like that. Yeah. It is. It totally is. What's your next one? Do you have any others? Um, yeah. Yeah. I have some that I don't like. And okay. this is, like, the cool sidekick dying and or the main guy's lover being murdered at the beginning, yeah. you know? Like, um, or in John Wick, his dog being killed. I don't like that. Uh, but I really don't like the cool sidekick dying. Like, I really hate when you're watching a movie and the sidekick is cooler than the main character and then you're watching it and you're like, oh, that probably means he's going to die. You know? Did you ever read the book Johnny Tremaine? (laughs) No. Well, that's a a good example of a cool sidekick dying. He had a really cool best friend and he died. That is disappointing. Anyway, I always hate that. I always hate that when the cool guy gets killed. I don't like when the sidekick is more interesting than the main character, you know? Yeah, well, I kind of like that in, I kind of like that because, like, a lot of sidekick characters, like, you wouldn't want them to be the whole movie, so they add a lot of flavor to the movie, and so I like that aspect of it, but I don't like how, like, the character that the audience is meant to gravitate towards dies, Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. I totally agree. Um, my next one is a terrible death scene. <laughs> so we were talking we were talking last night about Pike's death scene in uh, Star Trek into Darkness. And he had a great death scene. And I I love a good death scene. Like it's so it's so important to me. To have a character that has a death scene that is, um, like, <clears throat> what am I trying to say? Um, compelling, because they're a compelling character and they deserve a compelling death, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the ones where the person is like, tell so-and-so I love them. And it's like, what about this one? Emily might get this one. Your friend, Emily, who's with you. Emily, tell me if you like this death scene. Luke. Leia. You like that one, Emily? Do you like that death scene? 
She's rolling her eyes and laughing. It's a good thing they gave Queen Amidala a baby name book as she was dying so she could name the most iconic characters in history. <laughs> oh my god. So speaking of Luke and Leia, um my my family had a restaurant and the people next door to their restaurant have children whose names are Lucas and Galilea. Whoa. Well, I give them two thumbs up for t- like putting a spin on it. Yeah, right. I so mean, their they kids call- can go out in public without having people being like, oh, named after a Skywalker, are you? Huh? you know? <laughs> and I was telling this to my mom and she's like, she was like, argue agreeing with me. It was really, she's like, she's like, no, no. I mean, yes, they are, but no. And I'm like, they're named Luke and Leia. <laughs> no, they're very nice people, but I just think it's funny that their names oh. are Luke and Leia. <laughs> it know? is. It is. It's a creative way to um, mask, but not yet mask your appreciation for iconic characters. But yeah, you, you've also you reminded me of something. So um, when I worked at the theater, we got like sneak peeks of movies, and we could like usually bring a friend. So I took my friend Amber to the sneak for Road to Perdition, and uh, I'll always remember this because it still makes me laugh to this day. So at the end of the movie, Tom Hanks dies. He gets shot, and he seems like like he's totally fine. He's like laying, and he seems like he's totally fine. But then his son like notices that he was shot, and then he starts dying, and then he kind of seems totally fine. And then he starts dying again, and my friend Amber. She was like, no, Junior, I'm feeling fatal again. And and we were laughing so hard in the theater that people were like, it was just fellow employees, but they were like, be quiet, because it's a very serious scene. But his death is so ridiculous. And I'll always remember, no, I'm feeling fatal again. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so do you remember when we saw the second Jack Reacher? And uh, I think it was Jack Reacher. That movie is so <laughs> awful. It was so bad. And, there, and well, we made fun of it the entire time in a theater full of people. It was pretty great. That part was really fun. But yeah. um, there was that one scene where they're going into like a warehouse and there's like some guy with a bag over his head. And for some reason, I was going to say like, oh, I thought it was like a some famous celebrity. And I was going to say, oh, my God, it's Mark Twain. But I was trying to tell you that I was going to say that. And I was laughing so hard that I literally couldn't get the words out. Do you remember that? Yes. I was laughing yes. for like 10 minutes straight. Like I could not like I couldn't breathe like I was laughing so hard over the stupid joke and I feel like Jack Reacher is the greatest comedy I've ever seen in theaters that's how hard (laughs) we were laughing (laughs) that movie was so dumb that was rough the first one was decent from what I remember but the second one was super stupid the the second Uh. one was like all the lame parts of an action movie yeah it was it was so it was very transparent it was not it was not it was well weird. done. And like the female was like so like she was just such a typical female. It was like offensive. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, like, she's like, she what, kept... because I'm a woman and yeah, I'm like, like, no, it's because he knows what he's fucking doing. Like, yeah, they tried to know? they tried to put this like sexism message in the movie, but they went about it in like the lowest common denominator, if that's the phrase yeah. that I could be using. But yeah, like 
Yeah, he's an expert. So if you want to be respected, woman or man, why don't you match his level and stop demanding that he respect you just because you're a woman? Because pointing out that somebody is being sexist towards you because you're a woman, but then doing stupid things does not make, like, it doesn't make them sexist. It makes them smart for not trusting you, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and and oh my god, and it was like the person who wrote it. It was almost like they had maybe never spoken to a human woman before. Yeah, that's an, yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> the like, dialogue was like so. It just it was, it was just yeah. like what I'm like. Who talks like this? Nobody, literally, no one. <laughs> yeah, like just have the woman be as capable or more capable as tom cruise and then right. i think your point will come across you right, know right yeah, yeah. It, it was weird bizarre it was mm-hmm. bizarre do you have any oh no no it's so a terrible death scene um to go back to that um i i like a great death scene like there so the one that is um or superman's almost death scene in Batman versus Superman, I thought was really great until he started saying, save Martha. <laughs> why? Why did he say it that way? We've had a whole, we have a whole episode about this, but why? <laughs> yeah, why did he say it that way? <laughs> why? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Martha? Whoa, my name is also Martha. <laughs> or like, my mom's name is also Martha. It's, it's, it's like, the like, I don't even, the most ridiculous line yeah. In a movie yeah. ever. Yeah, I know. And it was it was gonna be a great death scene, but then he just had to get all weird and constipated and red in the face and it Say made it funny. <laughs> like, like as a woman, I've said this before, I've heard mul- multiple times that instead of yelling help, you should yell fire because that right. people are more inclined to help you. If you want to save your mom, I feel like the best way to get her help is to say, save my mother, not save (laughs) Martha, who could be any woman anywhere. I know. know. Like what Batman's going to like run around and being like, is your name Martha? Do you need saving? Like, no, I'm, I'm Sarah, but thanks for asking. Yeah, you can save me. (laughs) See a guy in a a bat who's a grown ass. (laughs) Anyway, do you have any other tropes? Um, I do have one that I like. Okay. I don't know why I said it in that voice, but uh, I don't know either. <laughs> I do like the femme fatale story. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. Depending on how well it's done. Yeah. Like, I like it when the femme fatale is like a very capable, very like sassy and suave, uh, stylish woman who's also kind of evil. I like that. I think me that's. Too pretty cool um and she's really good at what she does because she fools the the good guy she fools the hero and right i think that's pretty clever actually but- yeah it's good it's good when um like i love i love a well first of all i love like a psycho like hot female character and i've said this before i'm sure but it's like that's like my bread and butter like a psycho not in real life just fictional (laughs) like Uh i'll point that out um but man i love me a psycho uh female character it's like ugh, so good yeah it's it's cool like 
when they're like walking to a beat even when there's no music like yeah. they're like everywhere they go is like going down a runway you're like i want to be that stylish you know <laughs> right i want to be that. i don't know i think it's i like that storyline i i i enjoy it i like it too yeah do you want to talk about our action movies okay that's my <laughs> freddie mercury impression <laughs> okay Did you know what it was when I did it? It was, uh, no, but now that you said that, I know that it's under pressure. <laughs> under pressure. I watched a uh, Vanilla Ice interview once where he's oh, yeah, the famous. Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> and he's like, no, the music for Under Pressure and Ice Ice Baby are totally different. He's like, Under Pressure's like, and he's like, and Ice Ice Baby's like, and I'm like, that's no, but he added something. He's like, he added like a like a drum click or something in there that like one tiny thing that was different. <laughs> and he's like, see, totally different, not the same at all, not even remotely close. <laughs> yeah, like, don't even use the same notes. He's like, man, come on. Yeah, it, well, you know, points for confidence. Good yeah. job, Vanilla Ice. He's still doing yeah. like the fair circuit. He probably makes he probably makes twenty five thousand dollars a year. Doing <laughs> I that. know he, he he renovates homes. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Thanks for ruining my joke. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Just kidding. Well, I'm just kidding. I, that's what I'm here for. Just he does. He he actually he renovates homes. Yeah, I guess he has a show. Do you know what it's called? Oh. I'm asking. I don't know. Emily doesn't know what it's called. Hmm. You seem she so it's maybe on HGTV. I don't know. I think she's looking it up, but <laughs> yeah, he, I guess he flips homes. That's what oh, he wow. does. Yeah. I heard that Jeremy Renner does that too. Really? Yeah. You know that Jeremy Renner used to be a makeup artist? No, I didn't. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. And Before Jason he... Statham was an Olympic diver. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what's interesting. Like, like John Hamm was like a school teacher. Yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. just like us. I know um, the guy that played the uh, his name is Cameron Britton and he um, he's in that new show Mindhunt or no not not Mindhunt sorry he's in the show Mindhunter plays Edmund Kemper and um, he's in the show Manhunt where he plays Richard Jewell and he was like a special needs school teacher like really and I was oh. and, uh, I love that actor so I was like I was like oh <laughs> but yeah like it's i like those stories it's like what what is it um um emily has news for us information oh. it's called the vanilla ice project oh and the star would be vanilla ice it's been seems. since on air since 2010 10 really and it's on the diy network wow well my hat's wow. off to you vanilla ice yeah it's pretty cool yeah pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I mean, good for him. Yeah, he's in Florida, so. Oh, Florida. 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 Yeah, um, I mean, I just started talking just then, hoping that I would find out what I was going to say as I was doing it, but nothing <laughs> came, so. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. His real name is Robert Van Winkle. <gasps> no, really? Van Winkle? Robert Winkle. Is that yeah. a real last name? Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. I thought only Rip Van Winkle had that. <laughs> That's his dad. <laughs> well, I can see why he changed his name. 
to vanilla ice. Yeah. Ice, ice baby. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that's that's the difference. Dun, 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 dun. That's, that's how it differs from totally under pressure. Different. Yeah. It's never even been in the same category. Which I don't I don't really like the backstory of that I don't get because artists sample other artists all the time. So did he just not mm-hmm. get rights for it? Or why were people even asking about it? Because Last night, Mike and I were listening to the band Cypress Hill, and they sampled all kinds of other artists, and I don't know if anybody ever asked them about it. So why were why was Vanilla Ice, like, picked out of the bunch? Like, I don't know the story about why they thought they needed to ask him because he was sampling something. I don't know. I know that's pretty common in hip-hop. But. That's like, um, I think Jay-Z made the song, um, hold on, I have to think for a second what it is. It's, um shut up it's it he sampled the song every breath you take by staying right but it's um this is gonna drive me up the wall what are you thinking of you wonder what the jay-z song is or what i think it's i'm pretty sure it's jay-z it's like um (sighs) it's about big notorious big dying or yeah i think so yeah and i know what song you're talking about Yeah. yeah and i can't think of like how it goes it's like just like, give me a second. Give me a second. You can cut this out. Hold on. I can think of it. It's like. I'll be missing you. I I'll be missing you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly it. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I'm going to start over again because that was just a whole big mess. So sure. Jay-Z had sampled the song Every Breath You Take by Sting or the police or I think it's the police. And he did it for I'll Be Missing You, but he didn't ask for permission to do it. And so now all of the pros are all like any money he makes from that song, he doesn't get any of it. It all goes to Sting. I mean, that should be how it is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. If you don't buy the rights to it, then, you know. Yeah. Any interesting. I didn't know that. So maybe that's the same with the Vanilla Ice song. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I like I'll Be Missing You, but I also like Every Breath You Take. But Every Breath You Take is a serious stalker song. That's not a romantic song. Yeah. And it really bugs me when people are like, it's so romantic. I'm like, are you listening to the lyrics? Sting, <laughs> like, has, some, Sting has some weird music in his past, like a goo, 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 a ga, ga, ga. Like, what's that song? And then he has that other one. All about, I like, want to say to you. No <laughs> subject. Of school girl fantasy. Like, you know, is his music <laughs> that good? I don't know. Um, I always liked uh, Fields of Gold by him. I do too. That's a pretty song. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would call him like, I don't know if I would enjoy his uh, catalog of music if that was all. Like, if I could only choose one artist to listen to for the rest of my life. Or if an artist was chosen for me and it was Sting, I think I'd be disappointed. <laughs> I think I'd choose like Tom Petty. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. I'd choose Tom Petty. That was the first person that came to my mind when I when you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh, know? So you- anyway, huh? Any, I said <laughs> I'm curious as to what yours would be. Uh, probably Blink One Eighty Two. Really? No. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Really? I'm surprised. I think it would be like Drew Holcomb or something. No. Mm-mm. No, it'd be Blink-182. Really? Yeah. They were my favorite band when I was in high school. I still really like them. I don't... I don't. Their newer stuff I haven't gotten as into, but I still listen to their uh, first few albums. Uh, like I like them. 
Nice. Yeah. Nice. nice. Anyway, so you can do whatever you want with that. Cut it all out, or I'll probably keep it in. I'll probably keep it in. I'm gonna okay. keep it in. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so. Anyway, now time finally to our movies. <laughs> yes. Let us finally discuss the action movies. Yes, that we we are not on top of our game today, everyone. <laughs> it's it's like we're yeah it. <laughs> Like emotionally, spiritually, we're still in bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning at 1030 and that is quite a feat for me to sleep straight through until 1030. Like usually yeah. if I'm going to sleep in, I usually wake up a couple times and I'm just like, no, I'll just stay in bed. But I slept like a rock. And when nice. I woke up, I thought, it's probably like 8.30 and I looked at the clock and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that was a successful <laughs> sleep in. Like it felt good because once again, we're, I'm going to not talk about action movies, I guess, but I don't know if you have this, but on the mornings that I have to go to work, I set an alarm Yeah, and it's like murder getting out of bed. Like I hit snooze so many times and I live in an apartment and I'm sure my neighbors hate me because I, I hit snooze for at least an hour every morning. Damn. And I, I do it that way on purpose because <laughs> I don't have the discipline to get out of bed when my alarm goes off. So I set my alarm for 7.20 uh-huh. and I hit snooze for an hour, sometimes more. <laughs> and because working at home, like there's no consequences for not being able to take a shower, you know? So yeah, yeah no, I know. But on days when I take time off or like Saturday or Sunday mornings, I wake up at 7 a.m. and I could get up and like do farm chores. I'm so energized and it <laughs> drives me nuts because why can't I be that way when I have to go to work? It's always on mornings when I can just sleep and I don't have to do anything that I'm like, well, better start the day. And so today it was like really nice to sleep so late, you know, I don't know. Um, with me, I set my, I set four alarms. And they're all within a minute of each other. Mm. So it's like 10, 959, 958, 957. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I just, I just get up. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be up, but I do. Oh. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like, oh, but yeah. But I also, <laughs> wait, I also wake up a lot during the night though. Oh, okay. Oh so, yeah. Cause sometimes like every now and then. I'll wake up and I'll be up for like an hour. Like four Oh, hours. okay. Yeah. I just can't sleep. So I sleep in shifts. That's what I say. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. When I have to go into work early, like in my old job, especially sometimes I'd have to go into the office at 8 a.m. and I would literally give myself a pep talk before I went to bed. I'd say, Samantha, when you get up tomorrow morning, you're going to be pissed off and that's okay. Just walk around the apartment and get ready and be pissed off about it. And so I'll usually get up and I'll be like, I hate this. <laughs> and I'll like I know, stop around too. like throwing a fussy fit through my apartment. Like I'll take a shower, but I'm not going to like it. <laughs> and that's what I'm like too. I'm like, everything is the worst. <laughs> especially if it's like an extreme temperature outside, like especially if yes. it's really cold. And I'm like angry because the sun's not up yet. Yes. Like, it's seven oh. in the morning and I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> I like <laughs> open and close my bathroom door just so I can slam it again. <laughs> anyway. 
Okay, we're getting really off track. Yeah. Are, you know what? This is a celebration from the New Year. So it's everyone the New Year celebration. Open that champagne that for yeah. some reason you didn't drink last night. Yeah. Are you doing not drinking your champagne the night before? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, know, action movies. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite action movie? My favorite, like of all time. So yeah, like if you had. To, if you had to pick your favorite action movie today, and I know like action movies or favorite movie in general sort of ebbs and flows and some days you feel differently, but like right now, what would you say your favorite action movie is? Um, I would probably say that, and this is like overall, is The Mummy. That, oh, okay. The Tom Cruise one. Yeah. That's yeah. a terrible Tom Cruise. Oh my God. The Brendan Fraser garbage. one. Yeah. Yeah. The perfect, beautiful, amazing Brendan Fraser one. Yeah. I I think it's a fantastic film. I think the lead, you know, lead character is really likable. I love Rachel Weisz's character because she's smart and she's capable and she doesn't like, she's never a damsel in distress. Um, and their romance, I think, is good. I think it's well done. And I, it's just a fun movie, you know, it's a fun yeah. movie. And uh, yeah, I'd say that's one of my favorites. It what is fun. Yeah. I think I'd say Kill Bill Volume 1. Okay. Probably my favorite. I I think it's... I mean, I like Volume 2 as well, but Volume 1 is, I think, really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. Good, good use of music. Good use of... I don't know, like, Uma Thurman is such a cool character, and and I like that she's sort of... You're the viewer sort of piecing together this mystery as the movie goes on, and... She, this is really cool fighting sequences and I like the Japanese the samurai sword aspect and the the assassination squad aspect you know I, I think it's pretty cool and I like how like the movie's called Kill Bill so you know her moat like what she's doing what she's trying to do but like you don't like like I said the mystery is unfolding as it goes about Bill and about their backstory and everything and the visuals are really really pretty i don't know it's just it's really good really fun that's good that's good yeah um i saw that one like forever ago so i don't remember much of it but yeah um that's cool though <laughs> um so another one of mine is um i know you mentioned john wick but i loved the john wick movies i thought that they were really cool like the biggest part I think is that there's like a whole assassin government that's like oh. this underground government that has all these laws and rules that all these assassins have to abide by and I thought it was very clever and a very clever way to do that and it was really kind of unlike anything I'd seen before in an action film so I mean I know that there's like the part where his dog dies but you don't see it happen and it's like yeah it's it is very sad because it's a little puppy well and any kind of animal death is sad but um it, it's uh it, it's a really good series i was very impressed by them i really like them yeah people have said they're really good and i've i've like i started watching john wick at my parents house because my dad has it and i i didn't dislike it i just didn't finish it because i was like going home or something you know so um i am interested someday in seeing them 
another uh speaking of franchises uh some action movie a franchise that i actually really enjoy is the fast and the furious franchise (laughs) yeah i remember you telling me that i was surprised about it they're very fun like something i like about action movies is that they know what they are and they're usually not pretending to be something else and i think in the fast and the furious movies like they're just super entertaining and if you like cars they're fun if you think driving is fun to watch then those movies would be like hours and hours of fun and they are ridiculous but they're ridiculous in a fun like i know i didn't like i don't see the trailer the poster for them and think here's a serious oscar contender you know i know exactly what i'm getting and they provide they provide really fun just a nice diversion and i don't know i recommend it i recommend watching them they're they're good i've ever since you told me that you like them i've been like maybe i should get into the fest because it sounds like something i would like you know mm-hmm. yeah. um and gal gadot and that, is in a couple of yeah. them yeah i i yeah. do know that um i in the same vein um i like the expendables oh, okay <laughs> yeah Stallone series because it, it's like what you said it's um it's not pretending to be anything else it's ridiculous the plots are shaky at best <laughs> but it's like every single action star ever and it's fun you know what i mean it's like, yeah yeah it, it's like you're not you're not expecting much it's like it's just you know it's just like really i don't know it's it's a good time it's a good time if you like explosions and like violence you're gonna love it yeah and to me it's perfect it's dominique de coco <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um i've seen the first expendables i don't think i saw the second one or is there one with like liam hensworth is he in one of them i think so yeah i have all three of them i need to watch it's been a while since i've seen them but yeah i think so yeah, I saw one with him in it. I don't know if he how many he's in, but I, I think he one. dies in it. Yeah, he does die. Yeah, I think it's the second one, I want to say. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie Red? I didn't. I thought that was pretty fun. That was interesting because, like, Bruce Willis is, like, an aging... Um, I believe he was in, like, the Secret Service or something, but he's in Witness Protection now. And... Uh, anyway they discover the bad guys discover him so he has to like go back into being in action like go back into the action and and that's a pretty fun movie and mary louise parker is in it and they have a kind of a fun little love story because she plays like he only knows her on the other side of a telephone line she does somebody who like handles his benefits each month because the government like set him up in witness protection with these like benefits you know so because he he has to get a whole new identity and everything and so he just talks to her and they like have a flirtation over the phone and i don't know it's it's just it's pretty fun and like helen mirren is in it and it's fun to see helen mirren in a movie that's not like an oscar movie <laughs> so right right yeah. she's awesome and, well she's a uh, national treasure too oh yeah yeah. yeah yeah she plays Nick cage's mom yeah national treasure one is one of my guilty pleasure movies like sometimes i just put it on movie. i don't understand why you're so guilty over it it's such a great film like it's fun it's an interesting whatever you're, you're wrinkling your nose but i think it's a really fun movie no i I'm think a lot of people my... would agree with you 
I think it's very fun. Like, I do admit, I watch it. I put it on often if I don't have anything to watch, but I just want, like, background noise. Yeah. And and I like it because I, I, it's, it's very fun. It's just, I, I, the concept is, is so ridiculous, but it works so well. And I, and I think that's fascinating. I don't think they ever should have made sequels. Um, I've seen the second one and it's, I, it's fine. It's fun as well. But I think like the first one is perfectly fine standalone. Like I never watched the second one. I only ever watched the first one, but yeah, it is fun. It's just like, it's not a movie that like if I was, if aliens were coming to earth and I had to present them with movies, like national treasure would never be on my list of movies to present to the aliens, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah um I get it I the the second one it's it like what you said it's fine it's fun but it's definitely not it's not the first one yeah first yeah yeah alien is an awesome action movie like I know alien is also like kind of sci-fi but I consider it like an action movie as well like action sci-fi and predator is awesome have I've you ever seen, seen predator? predator no you, you guys I love alien hmm? what I should watch it yeah I should watch it. I, yeah. I agree with you. I have wanted to see it, but I just, I don't know, never have. So anyway. Oh, and Terminator 2 Judgment Day, classic, classic action movie. Have you seen, seen the Terminator the first, movies? I've seen the first one and I was kind of bored, to be honest with you. Yeah, don't, don't go by. I mean, the first one is, don't like, there's a place for the first one, but the second one is awesome. So I is recommend it? watching the second one. It has an iconic, uh, like, I guess you'd call it a score, but it's just like a moment mm-hmm. where it, it, the music is so iconic and just like, it's good. I would recommend, I think you might have fun watching it. I'm like, I, wanna, I, wanna I saw the second anywhere. one. I saw the second one multiple times growing up and I never saw, I've never seen the first one. Oh, really? I've yeah, seen the first one- clips. I don't even think I finished it. I was like, I don't really care. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces of the first one now that I'm older, and I've seen subsequent subsequent ones after that, which fill in the story about like Kyle Reese and everything. Because um, Terminator Salvation with Christian Bale is actually pretty good, and is Anton it? Yelchin is in that. Yeah, so that's actually pretty good too. But that fills in enough of the story for the first one that I don't feel like I need to like watch the first one, but the second one is where it's at is legit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think a story is like too complicated for you to uh like be able to follow along. Yeah. It's not like, (laughs) um, so I also wrote down, um, I wrote down uncharted and the reason I wrote down it, even though it's a video game, but it is turning into a movie. Oh, so I'm, like, I mean, I wrote it down because I just kind of wanted to talk about it, but I'm a little nervous about it because <laughs> we've been hurt before, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, and I am, I, I was, I was really like iffy about the casting at first because Tom Holland is playing in, uh, you know, Nathan Drake and I was like, okay, but Nathan Drake is like in his 30s. He's like 36. And Tom Holland's like 22. Is but, it like an origin story? 
Well, that's what I think. So then as I started thinking about it more and I started watching more Tom Holland movies, first of all, I think Tom Holland is like one of the cutest humans on this planet. I think he's super adorable. I've got a huge crush on him, <laughs> to be honest with you. I think he's really cute. Um, because, you know, for me, it's either like one extreme or the other. Either they're like in their 20s or they're like in their 60s. <laughs> yep, sounds about right. um and um mark Wahlberg is gonna play sully who's his like mentor which i don't i don't like mark Wahlberg. i've been very vocal about that i kind of think he's a piece of shit however i have to admit that i think he will probably do a good job at this role um i would have really liked brian cranston but you can't always get what you want so (laughs) i believe um, it was the rolling stones who told us that Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so I think they could do a lot with this movie because I think that they could, instead of following like the actual storyline of, of the films, they could kind of like do it in a way where they could still make it so it's true to the, the original with while do, still doing their own thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because I don't yeah. think you know, there's a lot of information about Nate, Nate's past. Um, so I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious as to how it's going to be, but I put it on there because I'm, I'm excited to see it, you know? Um, but I'm also nervous about it because, you know, as I've said, we've been hurt in the past, like Tomb Raider, <laughs> the one with Alicia Vikander. Yeah. The Tomb Raider with, um, I really uh, like the Angelina, Angelina Jolie is actually pretty fun. Like I have no I bad know. memories of that movie. I like it. And Daniel Craig. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Angelina Jolie ones. Yeah, and she looks like Lara Croft. So I think she was a really good casting choice. And she's also like, I really like Angelina Jolie in roles like that because she's so confident and she looks, and she has an athletic look about her and she has an exotic look. Yeah. So I can totally believe that she can take care of herself with no problem, but she also is able to be vulnerable yeah. Too, and I think she's very talented, and 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 I thought she was perfect as Lara Croft, and those movies were very fun. I agree. I I really like the second one. The second one's my favorite. But I think it's I can't remember which one it's in. But there's like these um like someone's coming to her house, and it's after all these people broke in, and she <laughs> and they're looking around, and they're like, oh my god, this entire place is trashed. And she just goes, she walks up to them, and she goes. I just woke up this morning and I hated everything. <laughs> I just love that line. Like it's so perfect. It's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And her accent was really good. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a really fun series. I agree. I, I wanted there to be a third one, but there wasn't. It makes me like it, it upsets me that they remade them so soon because I thought that those movies were so good that like why would you remake them? Yeah. When like the standard had been set, like I can understand like attempting to remake the Spider-Man franchise because I, though I like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans, they did slowly start to like go downhill a little bit. So I can sort of see how maybe a different company, a different filmmaker, different actors might be like, let's rejuvenate this franchise. But I thought the Tomb Raider movies were like so fun and so good. And then the remake they did was such a dud and that surprises me, except I really like Alicia Vikander. I think she's a super good 
dramatic actress Me she's too. not an action star and i think that was just bad casting like bad I, writing and bad casting yeah i i i did not mind her as lara croft however it was based after the 2013 film or or game and i've played that game and the game is tense it's scary it's like you're you're in a place that's like it's like a very um isolated area and the entire time is like you're on edge the entire time and it's supposed to be spooky and it wasn't it like it didn't have any of the feel of that game like the feel of the game is like it's very darkly toned you know Mm -hmm. yeah and this one was very lightly colored and it like it didn't have and there's like a whole cult thing going on like it's a really interesting and complicated storyline and they didn't do any of that in the film and it was like it was like why can't you just follow like i've had a conversation with a friend of mine who i don't really talk to anymore but um a friend of mine who we were talking about it and he was saying like why can't they just use dialogue from the 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 game like it's it's already done for them it's already perfect why can't they just do that and just include it in a film and use like filler scenes to you know um to like you know kind of glue everything together and i'm i'm like yeah why can't they do that or if you can't tell the story in one movie which they really couldn't because it's long and it's complicated then do it in separate parts you know but do it so you're going to you know you're you're giving um what is that word like you're doing the the movie or you're doing the game justice and they did not do the game justice you know it like the tone of it it should have been creepy it should have made you feel on edge and it just didn't it was just like and the villain was fucking awful then we talked about him yeah (laughs) you actually just raised an interesting point that i've never thought about before because my initial reaction to what you just said was like oh no like I don't want to see a movie version, like an exact replica movie version of a video game. I want to see an iconic character in their own new story. But then I realized that's what books are. Like movies made from books do that. So yeah, you're right. You've actually like opened my eyes to something I've never thought about before. If they're going to make a movie based on that video game, why wouldn't they take directly from the source material? Exactly. And that's that's a good point that I've never considered. It's what? like that that's what I don't understand is that it, it that's exactly right is that it's like if you're making like what you said a movie from a book then you're taking stuff from the source material and you're using it in the movie but so yeah then why aren't they doing that with it with video games it's like yeah. it's like okay I had a real issue with um the lovely bones and this is not an action movie at all but the lovely bones that Peter Jackson directed because I read the book and the book is very sad and melancholy and bittersweet. And it's about a family that's dealing with the grief of the murder of their daughter. And, um, and it's, it's more focused on like the family and how they're dealing with it and how they're um, overcoming this grief or whatever. And, and it's mostly about focused on the dad who's trying to solve his daughter's murder. But in the movie, it was all like, look how fancy and great heaven is. And I was like, did you even fucking read the book, dude? Like, you totally missed the point. And yeah. It just, and it upset me because I was like, this, it, it was like insulting. It was like insulting against the, the original author's work who put so much, clearly so much heart into it. And 
it it really like i was just like you know what peter jackson fuck you dude like really like sincerely fuck you because that is just awful. it becomes like a if it becomes a special effects charade it loses a lot of its power yeah and it's and it's not and if it's like if you're doing something that is supposed to be fantastic and fabulous and special effects then great that's fine but this wasn't that this was about real human raw emotion and it you know it it hadn't and, and like yeah it's from the perspective of the girl who died Susie but it's like it, it just it completely missed the point and it 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 was so upsetting watching that and it's unfortunate too because the cast was good it was Georgia Ronan um what's his name isn't it Mark Wahlberg's in it but uh Rachel Weiss is in it and Stanley Tucci is the bad guy um i mean it it's heartbreaking honestly it's 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 heartbreaking to go into a movie expecting and being excited over what you're gonna see and then seeing it and being like oh okay you've done me dirty (laughs) you've done me real dirty here you know yeah yeah that's that's always such a disappointment especially when like the book is so beloved yeah. I never read the book. I've never seen the movie either, but I have had that experience with other things. So, yeah. 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 And I mean, there's very few films where I've seen where I felt like they were very true to the story. Like, I thought that Life of Pi was pretty true. I thought that The Kite Runner was really true. None of these are action films, but like, but you get what I'm saying is that it's, um, it's like go to the source material and then use the source material don't ignore it and don't do your own thing because then it's no longer that story it's a different story that's not it's not the same thing you know yeah i i agree but i also i do think for me there is a place where like a lot of times if the movie is still done really well i can after some like pep talk with myself say this is the movie version. This is the book version and they're different and I can still appreciate it, but it, sometimes it takes a while and that doesn't always work. Like you said, like there's just, sometimes there's just not a good movie version regardless of if you can separate the two, but I have been able to separate the two for some things and still enjoy it. Um, But yeah, it just, it's case by case basically. I find if I see the movie first and then I read the book, yes. then I can do that. For sure. But there's also movies like um, Water for Elephants, and I actually like the movie more than I like the book. I thought oh, okay. That, I thought that the um, in the book the characters were childish and immature, and I thought in the movie that they were a lot more mature and it made their love story made more sense. Mm-hmm. And then in the book it felt more like a crush, but in the movie it felt more like, a, like they were actually in love with each other. Um, and then there's like memoirs of a geisha which they're two different they're two different stories i mean kind of they're the same but they're like you know there's parts that are different where i saw the movie first and i actually really love the movie but i also really love the book but in my mind i can separate them yeah so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so i think yeah that some of that goes a long way with certain movies but some movies just aren't aren't redeemable now um fight club is a good example for me of something i can't separate i read the book first 
and I thought the book was so dry and so clever, like dry and per like perfectly dry, so clever, so well written. And and I hated Edward Norton in the movie. I couldn't stand him. The voice that I had for him from reading the book was nothing like the voice that he did in the movie, and I could not separate the two. I I didn't. I couldn't get on board and and I agree with you like a lot of times if I read the book first that causes problems for seeing the movie but yeah no it that was the first that was one of the few examples that stick out in my mind as something I couldn't reconcile it's funny that you say that because that's on my list of one of my favorite movies of my favorite action movies um I did read the book too but I saw the movie first and then I read the book and I love them both because in my mind they're the same so however speaking of Chuck Palahniuk he wrote a book called Choke and I, I read the book before I saw the movie first of all the movie was garbage anyway um, but when I was reading the book I was picturing Adam Levine from um, Maroon 5 as <laughs> the least character I and still I cannot separate that. Like in my mind, Victor Mancini is fucking Adam Levine. <laughs> like, and, and they cast Sam Rockwell. Well, they're having an was, affair, basically. Like, and they cast Sam Rockwell. And I love Sam Rockwell, but I was like, he's not this character, though, you know? Yeah, I only saw the movie. I only saw the movie Choke. And I didn't really care for the movie because it kind of had a feeling to me like maybe they didn't maybe they didn't do the book justice because sometimes you know you they can didn't. just sort of feel it because you're like there's some connections in this movie that aren't being made and i feel like it's not because it's because this is not an original story by the filmmaker he's stealing from something not stealing like obviously they had a rights but he's plucking bits of information but not enough yeah yeah and yeah. but i also love sam rockwell but did you ever see moon i didn't that's a good movie it's different but I would recommend it. It's I, it's I wanted unique. to see it. I think mm -hmm. I he does a really it. he does a really good job in that movie. And it's more of it's more of a drama, probably not like an action movie proper. But there is it is interesting. I recommend it. It's it's not fast paced, but it's it's good. I liked it. I should see it. I should mm -hmm. see it. Um. So, what else do you have on your list? Um. I didn't really write down many movies because i wasn't sure what we were okay. going to be doing but um because i have some more okay okay so um i just what we watched it last night emily and i and it's jumanji welcome to the jungle the one with dwayne the rock johnson and it is first of all i don't like the first one the original robin williams it flipped me the fuck out when i was a kid and i refused to watch it now as an adult um but i loved the new one and it's not a remake it's a um continuation of the original story oh. so whereas the original story has a board game in the new one it's a video game so it's kind of like upgraded for like the new generation and these kids are sucked into the video game and they like they look like different people so they're playing these different characters and it's just like and it's ridiculous but it's really really fun and it's funny and I love Dwayne Johnson um and there's like this 
and Jack Black is a like <laughs> like he was playing like a 16 year old girl so there's one scene where he's going to the bathroom he's peeing and he's like he's like oh my god guys I full-on have a penis attached to me this is insane <laughs> <I have." laughs> he's like he's like whoa this thing is crazy and then he's like talking to one of the other girls and he goes Martha come look at my penis and she goes no thanks <laughs> and it's I it's a really, it's funny and it's endearing and it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's played like it's an action movie, like an action game. I mean, um, and I just love it. And the more I watch it, the more I love it. And I saw the second one and I wasn't that, I, I didn't like the second one as much. Um, it was still funny and I didn't, I didn't dislike it, but I had like, <laughs> I was, and okay. So Emily, and I love you, Emily, but you and I are very different on how we view movies because I, I cannot turn my fucking brain off. And so I, I'm always criticizing everything. <laughs> and so like one of the parts, not just with movies, she says. Um, <laughs> so there's one part that I really didn't like. And I was like, man, you know, I can't get past this. I really didn't like it. And she goes, Lauren, it's in a fantasy world. It's a fantasy game. And I was like, no, <laughs> I can't. Nope, can't do it. Can't deal with it. So, yeah, it has to be within the logical realm within that world to be accepted. <laughs> well, she's arguing with me now. Anyway, oh. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, that's that's on my list. And A movie that Mike and I watched recently that I would recommend to people um, yeah. is the Ojimbo. What is it? Which is a Kurosawa movie. A Kurosawa movie. It's called Yojimbo. Okay. And it, it was made in 1961 and it's Japanese. And um, Kurosawa inspired George Lucas. Like George Lucas was inspired by his movies to create Star Wars, basically. Oh, really? And um, anyway, it's really interesting because it's a glimpse. It's a glimpse into Japanese filmmaking from the 60s when as i like to say it the world was so much bigger than it is now mm -hmm. and um i don't know it's fast it was fascinating it's an action movie and it's kind of like my own interpretation of it is it's kind of like do you, do you ever hear that old story called stone soup where like a traveler comes to the town and nobody will share anything but he like puts rocks in a cauldron and tells people he's making soup and then all of a sudden they're like oh here's some carrots and another guy's like oh here's some potatoes yeah it's it's not exactly like that but it is like that in the fact that this so yojimbo means the bodyguard in japanese so this guy comes he's a samurai and he comes to this town this town is having a lot of like fighting between these two gangs like gamblers and i can't remember the other gang but it's like these two groups are sort of warring at each other and he very cleverly like pits them against each other in a way that they they don't really see how he's orchestrating it and it's very interesting and it's i don't know i i would recommend it if if you i think it's a good movie for cinephiles to watch because it's a it's i don't think it's the movie that inspired star wars i think that's a different one but that director definitely influenced movies that we know and love today so that's pretty cool that's pretty yeah cool. sounds like maybe something i'd be into maybe yeah. yeah so that's a fun action movie um i'm trying to think 
I don't know. Do you have other action movies on your list? I have one left. Okay. And that is Judge Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> so I had an ex that introduced me to um, Judge Dredd. And he was like thinking that as we were, as we were going into this, he's like, she's probably not going to like it. She's probably not going to be into it. And I fucking loved it. I was like obsessed with it. And I watched it probably a bunch of times he gave it to me for Christmas like as a DVD and I was so fucking excited and he's like I had no idea that you were gonna react this way who's in it I've never seen Judge Dredd it's with Sylvester Stallone that's what I thought okay yeah and um Diane Lane is in it too um and um uh oh my god he's a comedian he works with uh Adam Sandler a lot he did Juice Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Oh, Rob Schneider? Yeah, Rob Schneider's in it. Rob Schneider. So, um, but it's about a guy who's a um, kind of, I don't don't really know like what they are, but they're basically like judge, jury, and executioner essentially. And it's like in the future. And he ends up getting framed for killing a bunch of people. So he's like banished to like the out, like the outlands of like this, this world that is built. Um, and it's basically like, if you're banished, you're going to die was kind of what is happening. And it was just like this fun, like eighties movie, you know, it's nothing special, but it's, it's Sylvester Stallone. And he's like, and there's, you know, there's like the iconic, like, like I didn't break the law. I am the law. <laughs> so it's, it's a, it's a fun movie. And I really love that movie. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they made another one called Dread and that's with Carl Urban. And, um, oh my God, what's her name? I'm totally blanking on her name, but she's, I really, really liked it actually. Oh, Lena Hetty's in it. And, uh, um, oh my God, what is wrong with me? I cannot think of names today. Um, he's a redheaded guy. He's in fucking everything about time. He was in Star Wars. Oh, Donald Gleason. Yep. Yep. You know exactly what I'm talking about. He's in it. And you probably won't even recognize him if you see this movie really? because he looks so different. Yeah. He's like this nerdy, like nervous looking, um, super like thin, long hair, like with these weird contacts that like take over his whole eyes. They make him black. Um, uh, and you say I, I won't recognize him? I, you probably won't recognize him because I was like, that guy looks really familiar. And I was like, who the hell is that? And I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. And then I looked it oh. up and I was like. Well, now I wish you wouldn't have told me and you would have just sent me a picture. <laughs> oh, for you. <laughs> anyway, Lena Hetty's in it too. And she's like the villain. But it's more focused on this one girl who has like a, an ability to kind of like see into the future. And so I thought it was going to be more about Judge Dredd. But it's actually about her and it's really well done like i was very surprised at how much i liked it i i was like very impressed by that film oh so I interesting that one yeah i should see both of them i think you should i um i also you made me think of robocop which the first robocop is really fun and it's like bonkers and fun yeah. and violent but mike and i recently watched the remake that was made i don't know maybe like four or five years ago and I did not care for that movie <laughs> at all. So, like, RoboCop is the story in the new version and the old one, I guess. It's like a cop gets, in, like, almost killed and they, like, chop him up and make him a robot. He's a RoboCop, basically. Right, right, right. <laughs> anyway, right, yeah, so yeah. in this movie, Abby Cornish plays his wife and in the new movie. And he, like, 
she still like wants to be with him. And I said, to, I said to Mike at the mo- after the movie was done, I said, how is there even a romantic storyline? Because it's not like a storyline where like your husband is a cop and he gets injured and you have to work through the difficulties of like this new reality where your husband is now like maybe injured permanently. The right. reality is he is now a robot with a human face. <laughs> And I said, there's no story there. There's no love story there. He has no sexual drive. And Mike, and Mike was like, you mean he has no ball bag? And I was like, yes, he has no ball bag. He's a robot. He is not human anymore. He's not just injured. He's literally a, a machine. Right. And he like gave him this tentative hug. And I was like, no, no, no. Like ruining. Anyway, I, have you ever seen the original RoboCop? I have, yeah. Did you like it? Um, honestly, I, I don't remember. It's been a while. I I don't, I wouldn't say that I loved it. I think I was kind of like, like I could see why other people liked it, but it wasn't really my cup of tea. You know Yeah. Well, I would not recommend watching the new one because it's ridiculous. I was, was it, isn't it Joel Kinnaman or whatever? I, it's a guy, I, I don't know his name. I don't know. Okay. But um, what's his name is in it? Commissioner Gordon is in it. Uh, Gary Oldman. Oh, I it. love Gary Oldman. Yeah. I think it had, like, it had potential to be a pretty good remake. But the love story drove me up the wall. Because I would have liked to seen where he came to his home as a robot. Like, like walking. He makes robot sounds when he walks, Lauren. And he walks in the door. And I would like his wife to at least have gone, oh, this is what they did to you? (laughs) Instead of like, we can make this work. And you can't make it work because he's not alive anymore. He's just a... Anyway, I think I want to, I do think I want to see Judge Dredd because... um... You should. I own it. So, you know. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I would happily buy Dredd, actually, because I really like that movie. Yeah. So, yeah. It sounds like Um, a good cast as well. It is good. So, I... I did have one small part in that felt like the the romance was a little forced in Judge Dredd, but it wasn't enough to take away from the rest of the movie. You know okay. What I mean? Like yeah. I was like I could have gone without it definitely, but it was it was just okay. It was fine. Yeah. But um your what you're talking about RoboCop reminds me there's like a whole satirical thing in community where um Abed and Troy are like remaking what is called Kick Puncher and it's essentially RoboCop <laughs> but they're like they can't get like a female actress to play the love interest so it's just Abed in a wig and like <laughs> like this whole scene where he where kick puncher's like i cannot love because i am a robot (laughs) (laughs) it just totally reminds me of like what yes it's just yeah um so that's the last on my list kick puncher is a funny i like the i like satirical satirical movie titles from like different like um this is not a good example. This is an example of one. Like, Kick Puncher is funny, but this is an example of a bad one in the Twilight movies where she's going on that weird date and she's like, let's go see the movie Face Punch. <laughs> Do you remember that? Face Punch, yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's almost as if the people who made that movie, or maybe it's Stephanie, maybe it's straight from the book. I don't know, but... I don't remember. They're like, what's I a good name for an though. action movie that sounds like it'd be inappropriate for children? <laughs> It's, I think it was like, I remember in the books, I think that's, it was something similar like that. It was like that. And it was just like, 
it was really violent and that's like all she she just wanted to see like a violent movie because she didn't want to like have romance you know because the adrenaline made her see edward's face (laughs) that too yeah but also i don't buy a teenage boy a teenage boy not liking an action movie like that yeah it was a weird scene anyway like yeah face punch face punch <laughs> face puncher yeah uh no kick oh yeah yeah face kick punch, puncher yeah. is a kick good puncher. title for kick a comedy punch. show face punch bad title yeah, yeah yeah um it's you know i've said this before but community is worth the watch and i think it's a decent ending too so it's yeah it's not as satisfying as you want it to be but it is for what it is it's good you know what i mean yeah yeah, I've um, never I've seen some episodes, but I've I have not seen many. But I, I, you I just reminded me anyone like what you, you just reminded me of a movie that I was going to suggest. Have you ever seen Smoke and Aces? Yeah, is that with Jeremy Piven and Chris Pines in it? Yes, and uh, isn't Kevin Durand in that? There's a lot of people in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I think I own it actually. That's a and Ryan Reynolds and Jason yeah. Bateman, Alicia Keys. I liked that movie, and a lot of people did not like that a movie. Lot of, and I was like, this yeah, is fun. I'm a like, lot of people fun. wrote it off. People yeah. did not give it the respect it needs, but it it's. I recommend it. I, I do. it's wild. It's bombastic, but it's it's fun. fun. Yeah. yeah, I recommend that one. If anyone is looking for a fun action movie, uh, Smoke and Ace is very good. This was fun. It was fun to talk about yeah, action it was movies. Fun. Yeah. And we'll be back to talking about one specific movie. Yeah. But this time we just wanted something low key because we, you know, obviously we partied too much the night before. So <laughs> party, party, party. We are out partying with ones of people. <laughs> yes. Ones of people. <laughs> ones of people. So anyway, have a happy new year, everyone. And yes. if you'd like, you can follow us on Instagram at Watchers of Movies. We have another Instagram called uh, the, fi- the, <laughs> the Watchers Who Find Things, because for some reason, I have the hardest time remembering <laughs> what it's called, but it's Instagram, the Watchers Who Find Things, and we just post stuff like that are it's kind of relevant to movies something that's funny or whatever um and we're on soundcloud google play spotify itunes stitcher um and if you guys want to uh dm us and like you have your own opinions about whatever you want to let us know you could send us a message on instagram we're also on facebook at watchers and movies and we also have watchers and movies at gmail.com that you can send messages to when we respond pretty pretty quickly so um and thank you to mike for our theme music yes mike myers you can find him on twitter at the mike show 42 thanks mike thank you mike and if you have a movie suggestion that you would like us to review go ahead and go over to itunes leave us five stars put in the review on itunes the movie that you would like us to go over and we will shoot that one to the top it will take priority give us five stars what and give us five stars too. And give us five stars. You can always email us any of your suggestions. Those ones will not get shot to the top though. The five star reviews will take priority. That's it, right? Yep. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>